0: Jesus, my name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is great with you. Um I've had a a day of sober reflection from yesterday. Because um I'm sorry, I'm gonna be talking about some things that if you haven't um, listened to the last two episodes of the podcast, you may not understand what I'm saying, but I'm still gonna. I'll just go into it, anyways. I don't think I, I will give too much of a backstory, but I'm I'm recording from Lagos, Nigeria, and um, we just had an election on Saturday that was really contentious, and a lot of really bad things happened. People were ethnically profiled, they were prevented from voting, and things like that. And Christians were a part of this, and there has been a lot of um, horrible sentiments coming out on social media. Um, and a lot of it has been, in fact, Christians have been at the forefront of a lot of the bile that has been shared, which is really alarming to me. And um, I am not seeing, um, I have not seen, and you know, I'm not seeing pastors taking, realizing how serious what is happening is. And if they do not find a way to reconcile the communities or, you know, bridge For certain people to acknowledge that what was done was wrong, it may cause a fraction that may affect even the church institution. That's my take on what's going on. Um, But I know because I'm somebody who has worked in church circles a lot, I've worked in a lot of big churches, been very close to pastors, I know that they have a tendency to trivialize things. So if that is the way, if they, I mean, if they they play true to type, I know they would trivialize it. They would probably say, oh, no, 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 it's not a big thing you know and all of that whereas the undercurrents are there and i can tell that this was different because what really happened was other day was very very bad i'm so ashamed and you see for me it's a wake-up call for me so i have been sober i have been very sober even from yesterday when i the ramifications of what happened begin began to come out i found out that i had even missed some of the signs i didn't realize there were a lot of things i think in shutting myself off from the conversations there were certain people that i had muted let me put it that way in the build up to the election so that made it i didn't realize how much impact some of the propaganda that was coming through how much impact it was having on them and i didn't realize how much primordial sentiment in fact let's just say i'm stunned at how successful the propaganda campaign by the government has been and you know this is why you know this thing we say about racial and ethnic profiling it's bad because even one day, I mean, the group that you think is the bad group, in another set of circumstances, your own group that was the victim will be the bad group in another set of circumstances. Because that's what has happened now. Because what happened on Saturday is similar to what people used to accuse other parts of Nigeria of doing, northern parts, particularly. The intolerance, in fact, what happened. It's unprecedented really it didn't happen even even though the elections were generally funny everywhere in 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 the world but I mean in Nigeria on Saturday but anyway I don't want to talk too much about it but let me just say all I just want to say is that over these last few weeks I have now realized why God has taken me on a journey of separation you know into his word because If not, maybe I myself too would have been confused by some of the narratives and sentiments that have been coming out. Although I doubt if that would have been possible. But the strength of my conviction stems from the fact that I have been reading the Bible. And God has been showing me, even before now, the difference between what we have been practicing and what the Bible says. Therefore, I am not in any way confused. And you know, even though I have some people around me who probably think oh Shola doesn't know you know I you know, I I, <laughs> I I actually pity them because they have fallen for a lie and a deception of the enemy but what I get from this my personal reflection is that it is good to center one's life in the word of God and that even when you get involved in governance or politics or whatever never get invested to the point whereby you become Part of the problem and it's very easy to and now i understand what happened in the u.s how christians too got into politics to the extent that they lost their christianity because honestly they they've they lost their christianity they don't know it but they actually have lost their christianity because the bible says that if you hate your brother the love of christ is not in you you know and a lot of the way that they come across they're so militant. excuse me they're actually scary you know but by calling jesus calling christ you know the lord knows them that are his and jesus already says not everybody that says unto me lord lord that will enter the kingdom of heaven so i have never been as grateful for the bible and the word of god as i am now because (laughs) the competing narratives out there there are people telling you it is right to do this we are right things that are clearly wrong how do you attack people people who are registered voters how do you attack them and say they cannot vote because they are not from your tribe and because you know they are going to vote for a candidate that is, is not supportive of your tribe. But are, these people are registered to vote in that area. I lived in London in, in, in the Netherlands for three years and I was not a citizen, I was just a resident, but I paid tax. I was surprised when local government elections came up and they told me I could vote. I kept asking, I said, I, I said I'm not a citizen, they said it doesn't matter, I said I just arrived here, they said it doesn't matter, are you not, do you not have a resident, card? I said yes, they said yeah, you are not a visitor, you vote. So they council elections, they gave us all those, you know, I found it odd, I never voted in any of the elections because I felt I didn't have the right to, and that's maybe coming from my African third world mentality. So because if um, what happens in the developed world is if it turns out that the demographic of a society ch- um, changes to the point that let's, let's assume a group, whether the Africans or the immigrants or the Moroccans or whoever become a very strong part of the community, the leader that wants to get a political post will make sure that you deliver to, you know, you engage all the communities. That's how politics works. You don't now start suppressing voters just because you want to, and then the worst thing is when Christians are then justifying this kind of thing, it's the most demonic thing, anyway I just want to read Proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 to 19 and honestly right now um, nobody can guilt trip me about, you know, okay you know, some of, some of my beliefs and you know, because I've seen now that a lot of people are, are confused first of all I've seen that tribal sentiment for a lot of people is higher than christian sentiment i've seen that i've seen that very clearly even for people that i really thought were christians and i maybe i too was also someone somewhat like that i think maybe but what i've seen if i right now i said to somebody said to my uncle one of my uncles about two weeks ago i said from now on i am not identifying as a yoruba girl anymore i am identifying as first and foremost a christian then secondly in nigeria i said because i have seen strains within the tribal culture that i don't want to have anything to do with i don't even want to raise my children with that kind of thinking and regardless of whether or not thank well my children are not even um yoruba in that sense because my husband is from another part of nigeria but what i mean is that i will not take it as my I, let's just I, I, I will I will raise them as Christians and even though I know that the world doesn't see things that way do you understand I know that people will still look at okay where are you from and treat you that way but I, it's a choice that I'm making because I think it's better for them when the chips are down to center in on Christian sentiment and Christian um, teachings Christ's teachings than to center on tribal sentiments Mean by the time you are a Christian and you are putting tribal sentiment above Christian sentiment, that means that you will kill somebody you because of tribe. When you know you because when tribal sentiment is higher than Christian sentiment, that means that you can hurt that other person if you see that the person is standing against your tribe, if that's what you feel. But if Christian sentiment is foremost, even when the person is standing against your tribe or doing things that are you know may be harmful, potentially harmful to your tribe. If that is truly the case, the Christian sentiment will hold you back. You work on persuasion, you work on influence, you may take legal means, you work on prayer. You will not, you know, you will address the problem in a different way. Not through violence. And, and and the funny thing is that all what we are talking about is even just in the minds of the people that they are talking about. It's all in their minds. There is no threat. Responding to something that is not even real. But anyway, like I said, I didn't want to talk about politics. But again, you know, like I said, this podcast we talk about, I just try to, I I mean, I have to talk about the challenges of life and how the Bible makes us, helps us understand what we should do. So let me read Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 19. By the way, it was a minister of the gospel who posted this on his page yesterday in Nigeria. And you know, I I was so thankful for it because it spoke exactly to the moment. He didn't say anything because, you know, sometimes in this kind of situation, particularly when you're from the tribe, that is the aggressor although they claim that they are not, they are responding to inflammatory statements made, but the people who actually, you know, raised the first ticks and all that were, you know, it's, you are in a precarious situation because, it, you know, it's just difficult to find the words. And, um, but he did it very well by, you know, by, and I believe that it was God that led him to do that, to find the scripture, and he posted it on his Twitter um, page, and um, I, Twitter timeline, and I read it, and I was like, oh, and I just took it, and I said, um, I also posted it on my WhatsApp status. I posted it on Instagram this morning because it, I, 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 I'm I'm deeply concerned, not just by the sentiment, but by the people who are who seem to support that sentiment. And and I I I think it's not. Initially, I was angry, I was upset and disappointed. But later, I now felt no. Let us, this is a time to try to persuade, not even, or influence positively, people who perhaps maybe they were riled up maybe not you know now that maybe hopefully let us see how we can make reason prevail although a lot of damage has already been done already and i don't know if anybody's going to take any conscientious efforts to try to repair it a lot of damage has been done a lot of damage has been done but anyway i'll read proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 to 19 um these six things does the lord hate i'm reading king james version so it's old english ye seven are an abomination unto him a proud look a lying tongue And hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. And feet that are swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaks lies. And he that sows discord among brethren. That's what we've seen in Nigeria, in Lagos, over this past week. People, relationships that have existed for decades. Friendships that have seen, gone through school together, you know, children, in some cases, grandchildren fractured for life. And everything that the Bible says here played out in this election season. There were those who campaigned with a proud look. There were those who spoke with a lying tongue. There were those whose hands shed innocent blood. We saw that on Saturday. We saw it before that. We saw it even after that day. A hat that devises wicked imaginations, yes, we saw it. We saw the evidence of skillful manipulation, of emotions, of, of election outcomes, of documents, you know, wicked, evil things, anti-people strategies, institutionalized fraud, we saw it. Fits that be in run into mischief, we saw that as well. People who, you know, were very quick to be tools to be used on behalf of them who wanted to who are how would i say agents of darkness people who just want to to steal to kill and to destroy but the worst of all verse 19 the false witness that speaks lies people who after all of the evil has been done now come up to clean to do the cleanup and say no it didn't really happen that way nothing happened in fact everything there was nothing nothing went down here and then those that are so discord upon the or, or, or among the brethren. I don't want to speak a lot about what happened because I am so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. But we saw neighbors turn on one another. Turn on neighbors, not that one another. And it was so unexpected. Even people like me, why I'm so sober is that I had no clue that this kind of engagement or this kind of um, information how would i put propaganda um, um what's the word now operation was going on i knew it was going on i saw elements of it but i had no idea that the penetration was as deep as it was maybe there were i guess there were some things that i missed you know um and by the time i realized it it was a little bit too late so what happened on saturday caught me by surprise not the level of not on some level but with the level of penetration with ordinary people getting involved you know that really surprised me also because lagos is not a place where such things usually happen and the shocking thing of all christians tongue talking bible carrying christians supported it. You know, the Bible talks of when Stephen, the apostle, was um, was stoned to death by the Jews. The Bible says that, that Paul, then he was Saul, Saul was consenting to his death. So there are many Christians that consented. So Saul wasn't part of the people that stoned Stephen, but he consented to it. And the Bible records it. So that means that the Bible records not only the people who are involved in committing a crime, but the people who support it in their heart and think. That is good. I mean, that's really scary. I just thought about that. The Holy Spirit just dropped that in my heart. So there were many, a lot of evil was carried out on Saturday, before the elections, on the elections, and afterwards. A lot of violence. And there are some Christians who are in support of it, even though they did not actively carry it out. It's sad. But it's a a wake-up call to me, and a cautionary note for me myself, that one needs to be careful, because I shouldn't look at myself and say, oh, I am better. That's why... I did not get caught up. Maybe I myself too may have been caught up by such a thing in the past. But one just looking at it now and seeing the clear difference of opinion between those who say this is wrong. I mean, we can disagree. Yes, I may not like your political up- uh, opponent, but this is wrong. This is wrong. This, this is not the way. This is wrong. But the end. That's the end justifies the means mentality seems to have taken over the Nigerian political space and Christians have fallen, prey for it as well simply because they, they got the end that they wanted and that end was purely tribal sentiment driven, so no matter what you did, so it has, I, I hope I'm not being alarmist here but I think this is going to cause a serious fracture in the word of God, I mean in the church of God because unfortunately the, the people who are Primarily affected by this are Christians, but Christians of a particular tribe. In fact, in that tribe, they are almost 100% homogeneous Christians. So they expect that right now, their Christian brothers who are not from this tribe, their own tribe, should speak up for them. Unfortunately, that is not really happening. Unfortunately, it is clear that many of them even supported it. Many of us, let me say, because I am also from that tribe. So people like us have had to speak up on our platforms more than we normally would. I normally don't speak on social media. I just watch it. I follow because that's my training. Because I do communications for a profession, I'm more interested in what other people are saying. I don't get into the conversations. I listen and I I analyze. I get insights and then I share. I advise my clients. I use for my own learning. I study it. I do research. I come up with papers, you know, that kind of thing. I share knowledge. I use examples in case studies when I'm doing my teaching sessions So I hardly ever speak, because what I have to say is not relevant. On my own pages, I I, I share my opinions, but not in the public conversations. So So for me, I am grateful for the... um So I'm grateful for um, the fact that I have the word of God to center my thoughts and my beliefs and my value system on. Right now, I don't trust the world anymore. I don't even trust. I don't want to say what I'm. I actually don't trust. <laughs> I don't want to say I don't trust the church, but I actually don't, I don't trust church leaders. I'm sorry to say. Right now, I don't trust them to to help me see what is right or wrong. Um, and, um, I'm glad that I have the Bible to as a, a sure and steadfast anchor for myself. I honestly feel like I should just go into a room somewhere, lock myself in and just read the Bible. Maybe I'm just going to do that because unfortunately this year I took, I took courses that don't require me to like read through the Bible the way i did last year i really enjoyed last year because I, I i was forced to read the bible the entire bible in the year and it was the best experience of my life and even though it was it was tough but you know i read it was it was just it was really nice i you know i had to read the bible but now i'm still in bible school but we're not we're doing theology now where we're just reading what i normally like you know read chapters and passages and things like that it's not the same it's not the same at all it's not the same at all there's nothing like reading through the bible like you know, reading an entire story, entire book at a stretch or a chapter, you know, it, it's, it's just really powerful. So anyway, um, I, I will leave it at that. I am holding... Now I realize that the Bible, when the Bible says that all scripture is written by inspiration of God and it is profitable for instruction, for correction, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped and furnished for good works. I understand that because... The only reason that gives me a moral right to be able to tell people that this is wrong, even when society or community leaders are pretending as if it is understandable, the Bible, I can center on this verse and say, this is wrong. A proud look is wrong. A lying tongue is wrong. Hands that shed innocent blood. People that don't have any, they've not done you any wrong. You have no reason to do so, other than some political agenda you are trying to you know carry out is wrong when you are devising wicked imaginations against people's destinies against people's lives people's well-being because of your selfish ambition is wrong when you are swift to running into mischief creating narratives that are false trying to manipulate people's emotions and causing them to rise up against their neighbor it is also wrong if you are the one that also, after people have done things that are wrong, you are the one trying to gaslight the entire neighborhood and tell us that it's not true, or it did not happen, or, it did not, or it, there was a reason why it happened. You're trying to sugarcoat what should not be sugarcoated. It is also wrong, and the God hates it. And if finally you are the one that is responsible, either directly or indirectly, by your actions or your inner actions, for the discord that has now been sown amongst brethren in a community that nobody has lived... By and large, safely together. What you have done is an abomination unto the Lord. It's an abomination. I will leave it at that. May the Lord bless the meeting of His word. May God help all of us. And this is more me speaking to myself. Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I need to guard my heart at this time because I do not want the hatred that I saw on Saturday. Lord, I don't want to be a part of it. I will never, in Jesus' name, Lord, help me. I don't ever want to be a part of it. And it's also teaching me now. I, too, any sort of ethnic profiling that I may have done for anybody before, maybe um, because of brutality or certain things or based on religion or whatever, I, will, I myself am going to stop it because I have seen the evil of it. We will talk about the people that did the wrong. We will not profile. I will not say anything, God helping me, that stereotypes people, in a particular way even if that behavior is consistent as in several whatever i will still recognize that it is individuals within the group that are said to behave in a particular way and i will definitely not i will not say anything that the devil can use in a negative way against the lives of others i will not be the kind of person that will speak lies, give false witness contributes to the devising of wicked imaginations or even sowing discord amongst brethren. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.